From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel Kim Cunningham, meteorologist and social media manager at Agora Pulse Jen Watson, star of Tornado Hunters Greg Johnson, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn Storm Spotter and Chaser Bill Johnson. Hey, welcome everybody to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, If you want to check out uh, our shows, visit us on stormfrontfreaks.com. Check out the website. We got got some great Zoom radar, uh, Storm Chaser map on there, a lot of other cool stuff. But we also have all of our past shows you can check out there. We've had... um, Previous guests, since we're in hurricane season, uh, we had Hurricane Man Josh Morgerman on. Uh, International Hurricane Research Center's Eric Solna has been on. Eric. Uh, but, but we're excited tonight. Uh, we've got back to the show. We've got the hurricane tracker himself. Mark Suddeth uh, is going to be with yeah. us. So we're looking, uh, looking forward to having Mark back and, and obviously talking the big storms. Uh, we'll certainly go through our lightning round. We got Brady's segment. Brady's back tonight. We got Brady's hey, segment because we haven't come up with a name for that. Uh, of course, hashtag weather fools. And there's always other things that are going to happen that I don't know about right now. So yeah. uh, that, that always pops up. But before we get to all of that, we got to find out who's here tonight, who's on the show. Uh, it's always happy hour. We're always drinking, having a good time. So as long as you're not at work or driving, feel free to join us. Uh, but let's see who's here. I know MJ's here. What are you drinking tonight, MJ? Hey, tonight the captain stopped by and dropped off a Morgan Coke for me. He's a good man. <laughs> what kind of cup is that? What is that? A catch of what? That, that is a, uh, it's a promotional cup, but it's called a Scylla pint. It's a silicon cup. It's really cool. Okay. Oh, is it squishy? Maz? Yes. Mass, Mass, what are you drinking tonight? I better, I better stop there. Yeah, anyway. yeah he's good. <laughs> I was like, Mass, Mass, stop. No, okay. Maz, I'm, I'm trying am, to help you out. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm sporting my Husker cup with ice water. You have a couple oh. different Husker cups because I do. Not, that's not I, your normal one. I just yeah. heard the Big Ten ice is only going to play the Big Ten this year, and, do, yeah. and uh, Division Twos right. and Threes, I think, are all canceled. They're done. Yeah. Really? I am like, yeah. what the heck? Oh, my God. Yep. That's, I, know that's, I could do I a whole other podcast on that. Oh, <laughs> all right, Dean, I hear you. What uh, What are you drinking tonight? I'm just drinking a regular old Michelob Ultra. I'm kind there of boring. Low carb. You know, it's a smart choice. You know, it does the job. So, and, and so again, we, we've got Brady back and I'll, I'll say this, we got a MJ, we got to change the intro and yeah, we do figure out a way to add Brady back in there. Cause I think Brady's back being a somewhat regular, but, uh, Yay, he's, Brady. he's our, he, he's our talking about big 10. He's our Ohio state, uh, atmospheric science Orange. graduate, Brady Harris. Uh, hey. No, no, no. What are you drinking? What are you drinking, Brady? Too. I'm drinking a uh, Tennessee honey whiskey. And this is out of a glass that my sister-in-law got me for my birthday. So it's very special, very special glass. It's just a glass, but uh, you know, thank you for getting me that present. If you're listening, all right. very nice. All right. So, well, hey, I, I, introducing all of you is fun, but introducing our guests is is more enjoyable. Mass, awesome. Hey, we've got Mark Suddeth tonight. Mark has been studying the impacts of hurricanes for almost 25 years. Which you look way too young for me to be saying 25 <laughs> years. Yeah. So, and Good. his team deployed remotely operated 
unmanned camera systems to stream and capture live video of hurricane effects, which is really cool. In addition, Mark has worked to collect wind and pressure data during tropical storm and hurricane landfall events and has contributed numerous reports to the National Hurricane Center, both operationally and post-cyclone. So when did you start going? I mean, I'm getting where you in the beginning, like I'm out there with a sling psychrometer, I'm checking. The, <laughs> and then and then when was the transition to high tech stuff? Well, this all began. And by the way, thanks for having me on. This is exciting. I appreciate it. And uh, good to be here. And by the way, I've got everybody beat. You didn't ask me what I was drinking, so I'm just going to announce it. Yeah, please do. I've got the hardest stuff. This is Dow Chemicals Gen X from the Cape Fear River. So, oh, that does not sound legal. It's, it's heavy it's, water. It's PFAS. That's right, PFAS. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Scary stuff. That's that's how I'm able to look. I've been doing this for 25 years, and I look yeah. like I'm much younger, I guess. But do. Right. Um, haha. So anyway, good to be here. Um, I started in so 1996 is when. I started the high tech stuff, I guess, fairly high tech. And that was Hurricane Bertha. I had a Davis anemometer, the Davis weather monitor computer. And I took that, uh, plugged a little nine volt battery into it and took it out to Wrightsville Beach. Jim Cantori was reporting from the waterway lodge down there on the intracoastal side. Wrightsville Beach itself was closed. So I went up on the bridge. I'm like, I'm tired of all these people talking about how windy it is, how brutal it is. And most of them are wearing baseball caps while they're telling you how windy it is. And that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I wanted to, I wanted to know, you know, and so I took this handheld, literally a, a PVC pipe with the anemometer on the end of it. And I walked up on the bridge and got some wind readings. It's not the best way to do it. Um, but, you know, it was amazing. And all these people ran out to, asked me what I was getting. And I even put the little weather computer in a Ziploc bag to protect it. And I was watching the, holding the anemometer like that, watching the LCD screen. Again, not scientifically probably stable for the best way to what we call sight an instrument, but it was amazing. And I thought with all this interest in it, uh, this could be a pretty good career. And here I am 25 years later, and now we use RM Young equipment we can mount them on bridges and overpasses and other high places that are nice and open. And we've recorded everything from Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Charlie, Irene, um, you know, any big hurricane of the last 15 to 20 years, we've had instrumentation in it on the ground. Quite an so accomplishment. Did you tell Cantori when it blew the PVC <laughs> pipe out of your hand, now it's windy? Yeah, really. Well, luckily... <laughs> Luckily, it didn't blow the PVC pipe away. It didn't blow me away. Uh, <laughs> but it was a, a revealing moment because the Winston-Salem Journal did an interview with me. They took my picture. Um, and it's actually a really good picture of me. I should have had it ready. It's my fault. <laughs> you'll you'll actually see it. I, I'll show it to you in a second in, in something we'll do on video. I actually do have a picture of it. But they took my picture, and there was a story about me in the Winston-Salem Journal the next day. And... Um, I just realized data is important, you know, to the public, to the media. I know the Weather Service and the National Hurricane Center appreciate data. They appreciate video from the chasers, et cetera, as long as everybody stays safe. And, you know, this is the era in the 90s where the really the only people that were doing this 
full time, so to speak, were people like the late Jim Leonard and uh, Michael Laka. Not a lot of people know that name and just a handful of others. And I wanted to do more and eventually branch out and be able to be in many places at once. And now we can. We can be in up to 15 different locations. And uh, it's amazing how it's evolved. Have you kept Mark, track? What's, what's the one thing you think you need yeah. or the highest, the coolest tech you've got nowadays? What's the coolest thing you can have? I'll show you. It's sitting right over here. Yeah. This is definitely the coolest thing that we've got. Um, we call this Herbie for the Hurricane Research Balloon. This is a payload that we designed out of a storm case box, a Pelican box. Uh, it's called Pelican Storm Case. So this was the idea. Um, try to explain this without it taking too long. Well, those go well, I will say that I'll say this, Mark. It looks a lot different than it did last time you were on. Right. Yeah, yes, and showed us it was pretty much a box. Now there's all kinds of stuff on it. Yeah, this one's gotten smaller. It's gotten more refined as the technology's gotten better. Basically, in 2011, a good friend of mine from Nevada told me that he put his wife's Nikon camera on the front of his RC plane and flew it around the neighborhood. He showed it to me. And, of course, I was like, wait a minute. Maybe we could do that in a hurricane, you know, in the aftermath or something. And... As the story goes, he, you know, I flew him out to North Carolina. We tried it with a GoPro. I think back then it was like the GoPro 2. And um, we, we rubber banded it on the front of a model airplane. And we flew it out on the Outer Banks, which was very fitting because that's where the first manned flight took place. I think in 1908 or sometime around there, the Wright brothers. And it was amazing. You know, it wasn't live, but it was, you, know, you could retrieve the video and this was before drones. You know, this was aerial video from an unmanned aircraft. And I thought, all right, we're on to something. This could be big. We tested it again in Texas on the Bolivar Peninsula. Um, and this was just three years after Hurricane Ike. And there's still plenty of remnants and rubble of the damage from Ike. We flew it around there testing it. And on the way back, I was telling a colleague about it on the phone. Tim Millar, his, his name, Cyclone Research Group. And I was all excited, and, you know, man, can you imagine? Maybe we could even fly it around in the eye if we ever get the eye of a hurricane to come over us. Wouldn't that be amazing? Maybe we can put a barometer on it, too, or something. And he just says so matter-of-factly, well, why don't you just build, like, a payload or something and launch it up through the eye with a weather balloon? And I remember I said a, a few swear words, you know. Was he drunk? <laughs> yeah, right. Was he drinking at the time? Okay. He, maybe. <laughs> I was the way the way he said it. Just yeah, you were it. in a bar at the same at the time. I was in my Tahoe, and he was he was probably at a bar, uh, maybe his bar at his house. But it was brilliant, and it's one of those moments that I literally said a few expletives of excitement. You know, you know, whatever. Hung up. And, oh, I got I got call people. I got to tell Greg. And I hung up, and it was born. And a year later, we launched the very first hurricane balloon. Everything has to have an acronym, right? So we called it Herbie for Hurricane Research Balloon. It was built out of a cooler and we launched it from Buffalo, Texas, out in the middle of nowhere to test it. Uh, Greg Nordstrom from Mississippi State University helped us. Uh, one of our crowdfunding partners, Carrie Mallory, he helped us. David Van Bergen, 
uh, a guy from a message board that we've known for a long time in Houston came up to help and it made it to the stratosphere and it lands and it tells you where it is and you go pick it up and it was extraordinary. And anyway, so that's Herbie. We've tested it numerous times since we launched it in the eye of Hurricane Nate in 2017 in Mississippi, but it was at midnight. So the GoPros didn't see much, but we got it to the stratosphere. We got it back. We have some incredible data, surprising data, how cold it was. It was 107 below zero Ooh. above that hurricane. Oh my God. Yeah, it froze the GoPros. Those GoPros are supposed wow. to to go and it, it it knocked them out it uh it drained the batteries i i um, always tell people that the day after tomorrow it's it's a true story right. that's I mean, what it reminded me of yeah, yeah, right. yeah it did yeah. and even the track was very surprising we figured it would all go together and maybe the payload would land you know northeast of 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 nate it was hurricane nate it would all kind of go together but it didn't it did this weird s shape and landed about 23 miles away over in Moss Point behind a hotel. And um, it was remarkable. So, you know, we want to do it during the daytime. We had a chance during Michael, but we would have had to have driven from our hotel in Panama City through the core over DuPont Bridge to Tyndall Air Force Base. And I'm a firm believer in not driving your SUV into the core of a Category 5 hurricane. That's Good a for you. Thing. Yeah. I just, after Charlie in 2004, yeah, that's a hard pass for me. I know Doug Kiesling drove through it on the east side, and he should start playing the lottery every day of his life after making it through that without even a scratch. But maybe we don't have Doug's luck, and we'll wait and live to see it another day. Yeah, don't try this at home. So that puppy's ready. We tested it again out in um, Texas. And the reason we test on the Great Plains, it's easy. It has nothing to do with tornadoes or whatever. It's just so much easier to test where it's easy to go pick it up when it's over. There's very few trees relative to the east, not a lot of population areas. It's a grid. It lands. You go get it. It's usually a piece of cake for the most part. We've never lost one. We've tested them over a dozen really? times. And we've never lost one. We've always is, gotten them back. Is it GPS on or do you put a six yeah. pack in it with a note saying right. if you find this? <laughs> there is a note. There is a note right on the front. Um, <laughs> it uses two tracking devices. One is APRS, uh, Amateur Radio Packet Reporting System or something like that. I am a licensed ham operator. And so I use the APRS signal. So it's a quarter of a watt transmitter. And it transmits all the way up to 250,000 feet above the earth. And it can be heard uh, 300 miles away. So amateur radio sites pick up that APRS data. And we see it on our phone in real time every minute. That's one way to track it. Wow. wow. And then the other way to track it is through a spot locator. Uh, it's what hikers use. And that works below 29,000 feet. And if anybody knows why that's the only, why that's the limit, you're a smart person. What's the <laughs> highest point on the earth? Mount Everest. There's no reason for a consumer GPS device to work above 29,000 feet. So that gives us a ground. It's, it's also motion-based. So when it bounces and hits the ground, it sends us that signal via satellite. And so it's our redundancy. And between the APRS, which is constantly sending out a beacon, and the spot locator that'll send us out a beacon as soon as it hits the ground, we're still batting a thousand. We've never lost one. So when well, we so do it in happens, a hurricane, it'll be hard. 
What happens if it hits the water? Um, it'll float and <laughs> we'll we'll track it. It won't at least it won't, it won't like sink. Little come out on the side, like pop out like, right. a, like, a little <laughs> like swimming to shore. I mean it'll float. Uh and that would be remarkable. And the spot locator will run for 10 days. The APRS will run for seven. Um, we hope it won't land in the water, but you know, to launch this in the eye of a hurricane during the, the day, it, we're gonna have to be pretty close to the ocean where that happens, yeah. obviously. But hopefully it'll kind of go with that anticyclonic flow. Maybe Nate was different because it was transitioning to extra tropical. Um, I don't know, but I'm hoping everything will scoot off inland that the, the balloon will go up with the circulation, kind of like when you're in an airplane and you throw up a piece of paper, it doesn't hit the back of the airplane, it falls back down because everything's moving forward at 500 miles an hour. You launch the balloon into the eye and everything should move together is the way we're thinking. And so we're, we're gonna find out. And um, we, we're almost certain we're gonna be able to do it this year, especially considering that there's gonna be a thousand hurricanes coming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Mark, no. Mark, my question is so along the same lines, right? I'm I'm looking at the the NOAA's new, you know, updated hurricane seasonal outlook. Right. And, I mean, we're gonna have you know three to six possible major hurricanes, seven to eleven hurricanes. Yeah. So there's gonna be no shortage of storms this year. What's kind of your criteria? Like, are you gonna go and launch this in a category one, or are you like, I don't yeah. even want to waste my time unless it's category three or higher? What what kind of data are you looking for? Well, we've done it in a category one at night with Nate, um, kind of a falling apart, extra tropically transitioning hurricane. So at this point, every chance we get, we need to take. So if it's got a decent eye, if it's in the daytime, uh, one of our funding partners, Brent from the Virgin Islands, um, he said, you know, uh, one way or the other, we're launching this thing period. And, uh, he's already put his money where his mouth is that if we launch it and we lose it and it goes into the a Chafalaya river basin or something, and we never see it again. It's in the belly of an alligator. He'll buy a new one. And it's only about a thousand bucks to build one of those things. It's not that bad. Uh, but yeah, well, we're going to do it every time we get a chance. Um, and the goal is to do it in the clearest eye possible. But unfortunately, the clearer the eye, usually the more intense the hurricane. So we got to be very careful. We got to get out in front of it hopefully be somewhere where that hurricane will come over our location, maybe a hotel or a hospital or a fire department or somebody's well-built house. We have a good network of people that help us out. Um, and, but we're not going to, the rule is we won't be driving into the core of a major hurricane like Michael. That is the big rule. That's a big no, no safety is number one, but we'll see. Well, have, have you ever gotten into, you've been in, Hurricane since the 90s. Have you ever right. gotten into one? You're like, oh, crap. Yes. And uh, that that Charlie was, um, in fact, there it was it was the four-letter word that starts with F that was tossed around a lot. <laughs> An upgrade from crap, for sure. And that <laughs> is on our, <laughs> of course, it's a family show. But uh, yeah, come on. Charlie was was definitely, but it was worth it. I'm, honestly, it was, you know, we went. And we, we got in front of it on Interstate 75 near Port Charlotte. We were using mobile threat net uh, that was given to us by Baron Services through one of our colleagues at the time, John Van Pelt, who is with Weather Nation now. And we, you know, I remember talking to Jesse Bass, our partner, 
And we were talking about that advisory that came out where it had been a category four, they said, but it was just in a small area near the eye or whatever. And I remember telling the guys who were concerned because I wanted to go down there and intercept it. Well, what's the odds really that we're going to find that one spot? Well, the odds are pretty good when you have GPS based radar and that's what mobile threat net was and still is. Now we have radar scope, of course, but the odds are pretty good when you have GPS based radar and you just line yourselves up and it's going to come right over you. And that scared us. And I, I love to admit it. It's, it's, it was frightening. It was harrowing. Uh, very much like if you were on a commercial airliner. Remember when we used to fly? And um, <laughs> uh, I've actually flown lately, but story for another day. But um, And you hit turbulence and you feel like you're going to die because there's no control. You just hope the pilot, you know, it's, it's a scary feeling. It's not like um, the Hulk ride at Universal Florida where, <laughs> ah, you know, it's controlled. It'll be fine. You know, you might, you, you, it's that horrible feeling of, you're going to die when there's severe turbulence. That was Charlie for about 30 minutes. Because where were you? Like, what kind of building were you in? We weren't in a building. We were in our Chevy Tahoe. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Yep. And, but we got, wow. the upshot is we got really good data. And um, <laughs> we had to buy new pants, but we got good data. <laughs> right. Exactly. Roll on the window, just be like, hey, well, I wonder what it's like out there. And <laughs> I remember I was on the phone with Max Mayfield in the eye. And uh, I couldn't hardly speak. It was, I felt very scared and the adrenaline was going. And, you know, he was like, oh, hey, hey, Mark, it's Max Mayfield here. Uh, oh, what, what kind of wind readings did you get? And I told him 133 <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, it's so scary. And he goes, well, I really hope you've seen the light. And I said, I, I definitely have seen the light. I can look up and see the sun. That's how much the light I have seen through the eye of this thing. Wow we're never going to do this again. And uh, we never have, we're not sitting in a vehicle in the, in the core of a, of a major hurricane. That's just dumb. Whatever happened to that old Tahoe? <laughs> Good uh, question. So it had 460,000 miles Whoa! on it. Wow. Nice. That is a Here's commercial, a commercial. For the Tahoe. Yes. You would think there'd be a commercial. We're still waiting on Chevy. I tell you, that's a whole other, <laughs> we actually had a, a, a PR firm in Charleston, South Carolina, actively, try to pitch it to Chevy, but they just, I think corporate America doesn't think that weather is a problem until it affects somebody in their family directly. I really do. Yeah. And, you know, there's a few people that get sponsored, but you know what? I'll say this. this is a little we're, we're still waiting for their call too, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured to heck with the corporate sponsors. We took it to the people and now we're crowdfunded with Patreon and I couldn't be happier. And so what happened with the Chevy it finally became too expensive to keep maintaining after a pretty big blizzard in early 2018. So now it's sitting in the boneyard over at a friend of mine's house, um, waiting for Jeff Bezos or somebody to call and say, I want that in the showroom of the front door of Amazon. We'll restore it. <laughs> Seriously. It needs He's got to the be, money. It, well, I'd give it to him. I mean, I don't want to put it in a junkyard. It is, absolutely the only vehicle in the world that's been in that much severe weather. And I'd put that up against anybody's vehicle. If uh, what do they say? Change my mind. That's the meme or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Prove me yeah. wrong. And I'll, okay, fine. It's not, but I'm, until proven otherwise uh, it's been in every hurricane since 2003, numerous tropical storms and a few nor'easters. And it's, it's sitting 
you know, kind of falling apart day by day over at a friend of mine's house. Have you? Hey, counted? we're we're uh, hey, sorry guys, we're gonna take a sorry. quick break because when we come back, I want to find out a little bit more about what you're doing for your fans with the uh, crowdfunding you're doing, Mark. Sure. Uh, but we're gonna take a break. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll be right back with uh, Mark and of course our lightning round. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. We are with Hurricane Chaser Mark Suddeth. Um, obviously, right uh, right in the middle of hurricane season right now, Mark. And and so I, I wanted to ask you uh, before we took a break about your your crowdsourcing and and how you're able to interact with your your fans and people that are starting to enjoy watching what you're doing. And I, one of the things I thought of is, man, you should do some kind of a, a Patreon. Tahoe giveaway or something like that. Give, give it to go. one of your your big fans. But but I guess t- tell me it's what are idea. what are some of the things yeah. you're doing through that uh, crowdfunding to kind of give back and interact with your fans a little bit more. Uh, that's a great concept. Crowdfunding. People have been familiar with it for several years. And the key to this whole thing for somebody like myself is how do I fund this project? and also be able to support my family. And over the years, it's been a lot of different ways through either corporate sponsorships that I've had, I've had those in years past, um, sometimes exclusive arrangements with like the Weather Channel, for example, and some other media, just it's always evolving. So in 2016 or so, a good friend of mine from many years told me about Patreon. And there was a guy on Patreon that blogged about cruising on cruise ships. And he was bringing in several hundred dollars a month just to tell people about when he went on a cruise. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. What I'm doing (laughs) is far more interesting in my world, at least, than that. So I started my Patreon, had a few people jump on board. So really what happened was 2018... Finally, 2017, 18, YouTube made it so that you could stream live from the YouTube app. They were one of the last of the big social media companies. You know, Periscope had been around, Facebook Live had been around. YouTube made it, it was ridiculous. You couldn't do it until about 2017. That year, I started streaming live on YouTube on my field missions, and I grew my YouTube from 1,500 subscribers to something like 10,000 very quickly. Wow. And with that, I would talk about how we fund everything and the Patreon started growing right there with it. And so that's what we started doing is really, you know, continuing to do the hurricane outlook and discussion videos, do as much as I can for free. And then telling people, look, if you want to support this, here's how you can support it. And here's what I want to do with it as the support grows. And I would equate it as magnanimous as it sounds to the growth of Netflix. 
You got to start somewhere. They began with a handful of subscribers. Now they are one of the premier unbelievable media empires of the universe and with millions of subscribers and incredible original content, but it had to start somewhere. So I said, here's my roadmap. As the support grows, I'll be able to do hurricanes. That's my trademark. Cover other big ticket weather events, nor'easters, maybe go out to the West, see the monsoon, maybe some severe weather. That's a different arena, you know, and just keep weather on the front burner always learning and practicing during other weather events for what we consider the Super Bowl, and that's hurricanes. And along the way, why don't we start doing some original content? Eventually, I want to do a, a series. Uh, I want to do a podcast, and I'll make that available to our patrons first. And you kind of get to become part of the club, so to speak. So it's not a subscription, like you get Sports Illustrated for $12 a month or something or whatever it is, and it comes in the mail. This was more like a co-op of like-minded people that grew out of a need of YouTubers losing revenue because of the ad implosion because of a few bad apples and how Madison Avenue got all upset, rightfully so. And Patreon came along as a way to allow creators to make a living, anything from anime to poetry to what we might think is the most mundane stuff People are able to make a living doing it through patronage, just like William Shakespeare or a, a, a production here in Wilmington. Maybe Thalian Hall has a sound of music and the patrons of it are you know, PPD and Duke Energy. You understand? Same concept, but for the little guy like me. Now, three years later, the Patreon has grown enough so that my income, my revenue is allowing me to do almost anything I want to. And it feeds back faster and faster. The more I'm able to do, the more I'm able to give back and the faster it grows. And it kind of takes on a life of its own. Cause I got one more kid to go to college. So Patreon, how do you spell that again? <laughs> right. There you go. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It's really, really amazing. And I get to uh, interact with people. The Patreon system has like its own social media universe built into their app and their web interface. So I can do blogging, it's kind of like Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress all wrapped up into one. Um, the founder of Patreon, uh, very visionary. Uh, it, it's just amazing. And it, it, it directly feeds the project. But at the right. same time, the mission statement is it allows me to affect, affect, as I say with an A, the greater good. Sure. So there's perks for being a patron, of course. But in the end, they're also supporting that I can give this to law enforcement. I can give this stuff to uh, people in emergency management or whatever and not have to, well, I need a fee. The fee's covered. You know, so if somebody calls me from a small town somewhere and say, I saw your cameras, how can we access it? Does it cost anything? No, I'll send you a link. Your EOC can watch it. We got it covered. It's like so, public radio for hurricanes. So tell, tell us a little bit about your series, Mark. So that's what Sounds spawned exciting. out of it. Thank you. I wanted to do a series. I've been doing these films called Tracking the Hurricanes, and those are hard enough. And I thought, well, I want to challenge myself a little bit. I want to break away from the long two-hour film, and I want to do a series. And I've always had this idea of that term, the hurricane highway. So that's, and I've got the screen share uh, going. Hopefully we see that there, the title screen. 
Uh, it's called the Hurricane Highway, and it's a like a TV series. You know, it's episodic, and uh, I'll play a little bit of it here. There's no audio. There is, but I'm not going to play audio right now. There's me, by the way, on the bridge. Mark Sadith Productions. That's Ooh, beautiful. You nice. still haven't aged. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, so I'll just let this play a little bit as I talk through it. So this began, again, as just an idea. It's still a look back at, at the previous hurricane season, like the Tracking the Hurricanes documentaries were, but it's a different way to do it. It's a journey down the hurricane highway. And I figured the first season, season one, let's start off at the very beginning. And it's a metaphor. It's a good you know, place driving, to start. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, the big, and so that's the name of the first episode. It's called The First Miles. And how did I get into this? Who are my early influencers? And I'll just kind of jump ahead here. Um, you know, my parents are in it. I started on the Outer Banks. Uh, literally uh, grew up in Eastern North Carolina. So we did it differently. I'm interviewing myself. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. That's great. Nice. Do you ever and interrupt then, yourself? Um, I don't put those in, put it that way. Those are left on the editing room floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I show clips from, this is a lady called Camille. It's a documentary made by the uh, Department of Commerce. That was one of the first films I ever saw uh, that really got me into hurricanes. And uh, there's my parents right there. Um, as an example, and then who else? Just real quick, and we'll uh, Jay Barnes, uh, author of North Carolina's Hurricane History. Why are we even drawn to hurricanes? What's the whole? So you understand, it's like yeah. the it's a it's like a TV show, and I'll pause it because it's it's going to be available tomorrow. So uh, oh. on YouTube. Um, so that looks well done, Mark. Yeah. Good job, man. Thank so you. So you watch and these on YouTube. That's where you can watch the series. Patreon. Well, right. So, so that episode became available in February and <laughs> I, I make it available to our patrons first because they're the producers. They are the money side. So they get to access it first. Okay. Just like Amazon prime, you know, it's, I call it included with Patreon, just like they say included with prime. And so I've actually got five episodes in the can and I didn't go to film school. I do my own music and that's right over here with these uh, keyboards. And as you'll see in episode one, I was a music major to start and failed miserably at it because they did not teach me how to be Steve Perry. <laughs> they wanted me, I was like, what the heck? And I immediately switched over to geography, studied meteorology and hurricanes and you got to watch the episode. You see how it all ties together. Yeah. So I do the music. And when I say I do the music, I mean, I literally, I will brag about this. I literally make the music up on synthesizers and I would put it up against Hans Zimmer any oh, yeah. day of the week. Nice. And I'm serious. Oh, throwing is, down the gauntlet. Throwing him down. You know what I love it? His love master it. class, he gives away some secrets. And I'm like, <laughs> no way. It's that well, for, easy? For music people out there, yeah. my soundtrack to this episode, this series, is in the key of D. And it's it's got a theme. And you'll hear that theme and motif over and over, different versions of it. And I will brag, it is beautiful. It's very, there's some... Uh, it, 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 you'll hear the Hans Zimmer influence in my life because he is my favorite composer, probably next to John Williams. So I do the music. Um, 
I did the interviews, as many of them as I could, with this camera right here. It just happens to be sitting there on my desk, a nice Sony high-definition TV camera, right? Wow. And then the bleeping pandemic screwed up those plans to go flying <laughs> around the country. <laughs> Hashtag 2020. Damn. So what, what do I do? All these different people that I wanted to have interviewed in it, I said, I'm going to send you some cues. Take your iPhone, have your buddy in a backdrop, whatever, record you, send it to me on WhatsApp, done. I can't believe it. I stitched it together that way. You'll see, folks, as it goes along, I got five episodes finished. I'm working on the last three. Uh, episode six is about Imelda and Nestor last year, those two tropical storms. Episode seven is about the coastal storm in North Carolina last November. And then the final episode of season one is all about Typhoon Tisoy in the Philippines, where our buddy Brent went and took the Hurricane Track brand into the theater of typhoons. And I will just say this, the ending of season one, how it all ties in and ends, will send chills Ooh. down your spine. I guarantee it. No one D will see it coming. D minor seven. You got to play right. that one, right? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, oh, are we in episodes uh, seven then or eight? <laughs> That's right. This is 2020. I don't, I don't so know, maybe, I don't know. maybe episode three of, uh, but it's interesting because I do put <laughs> stories along the way of like, for example, one of the episodes I show oh, is episode two called um, next play. Um, I'll just talk about this real quick at the end of uh, 2019 of 2018. So let me just slow down. It's all about the 2019 season but it takes a different path. Okay. That's the, the hurricane highway. It's just a different way of doing it. So episode one is how we all got into this, whatever. Episode two picks up in early 2019 at the very end of 2018. I almost died from what's called an aortic dissection because I was fat, had high blood pressure and seemed to just not give a darn about my health. And it darn near killed me out in Las Vegas. I was on vacation. I got back and I had a choice either wallow in my own whatever and just be depressed or pick your butt up off the floor like Mike Krzyzewski says and go on the next play. And by the way, I'm going to promote this. It better be here. I'm going to be pissed. It's uh, not the time after Mike Krzyzewski. This is the shirt that I was wearing the day that it happened in Vegas. If I can get the Duke logo to show, dog on it. It was my Duke basketball shirt. Um, I know it's on there somewhere, but Nice, uh, blank, nice blanket. Where the hell it go? That's, <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Sorry. <laughs> I told you I was huge, man. I was like 250 pounds. Uh, easy, so, easy so there's the, the Duke logo. <laughs> and they had to cut this shirt off of me because uh, I couldn't take it off because my order could com completely separate and I would die instantly. And I was so bummed about the ER tech taking off my shirt like that. Duke shirt, man. I'm like, oh, that <laughs> not my Duke a, shirt, dude. A good friend of mine and a combination of that and my dad got to somebody. And uh, honest to God, folks, two weeks after I got back, Mike Krzyzewski sent me a new one and he signed oh, it. Wow. Oh, that was nice. about that. Wow. Said, that and he said, cool. follow your heart. Oh, and, God. You wow. just, I thought you were going to throw the F word out there. Right. <laughs> he said, he said <laughs> But seriously, I, I figured wow. 
his thing is next play. You screw up, you throw an inbounds pass wrong, next play, don't sit it. And so that's what I did. I picked myself up. I moved forward. And we had a heck of a 2019 season, and we had a lot of accomplishments. And so that's what the Hurricane Highway season one is all about. That's and it so back to your question about where can people watch it. It will be, it's already on Patreon, but all five episodes, I'm going to release them once a week, absolutely commercial free on YouTube, starting tomorrow night, episode one, Ooh. and on Amazon Prime Video. I actually have my stuff on Amazon <gasps> nice. Prime. Nice. That's cool. Awesome. So Dana, I think he answered our question. Like we're on episode three of season never. Two. <laughs> sounds like two. I feel like we have no. to all get in a Stormfront Pigs van and drive yeah, we, we, we have to we have to all join his Patreon, then he'll yeah, consider yeah, that. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I don't I don't want to leave before we talk a little bit, Mark, about uh, you, you had been uh, during our sound check, you mentioned a little bit about a story uh, of someone that found one of your cases. Yep. Uh, and w- was that Isaias or was that uh, something a different hurricane? Yeah, so Isaias, um, yeah, and I'm going to share, okay. share I, my I screen again. Up, but that's all right. I finally learned how to say it. Now it's gone. So you know how no. hard it is to say. That was. The, <laughs> no, I'll yeah, be honest with you. That horrible. was the first time I've I have verbally said that. But anyway, yeah. yeah tell us that story. I think it's great. So I'm going to do the screen share again. Hopefully this is showing up. So yeah. uh, real quick. Luckily this is two minutes, so I can narrate it for those listening to the audio part. So we set the camera up as we're watching here. This is Oak Island, North Carolina on the uh, east side, or west side, sorry. Uh, There was a woman staying in a cottage there, a house that had been in the family for a long time. And through social media, we got in touch and she said, yep, everybody said, fine, you can put it on our deck. And it's looking down the beach and the hurricane comes in, intensifies quickly. The surge comes in, takes out the dunes. As we see here, this is what we're looking at. It looks like a meteor shower. It's the infrared camera at night. The deck collapses. The <gasps> camera goes underneath the house wow. and continues to run for a half hour. Wow. So Another commercial. Unbelievable. Yeah, camera? Yeah. What kind of camera is this? It's a Nest camera that we figured out how to uh. put them in a box and seal it all up. So waves come in and batter it over and over and over. But what was so incredible as we'll see as this plays, is uh, the the power was still on down there. And there was a couple of times, there's a door, and uh, oh my God. Uh, it oh was my just, in, and this was wow. live. This happened live, and it was on the That's a washing channel. machine, right? Yeah, there's a washing machine. But watch this. Um, actually, I do another title card that explains, it's an annotation that explains what happens next. Um, so the washing machine batters it around. The surge is coming in. The power is still on. And she's very lucky, this woman, her name is Katie, that uh, there was not a fire. Because what happened was, as we see here at 10.50 p.m., numerous electrical sparks from the power outlets start going off as salt water is hitting everything. So watch these big flashes. You know, there's the waves coming in. There's the washing machine. There's, oh, there's the flashes. Oh, yeah. Thought, yeah. And Dang. you can hear it. Uh, it's like, you know, and, you know, had there been propane leaking or whatever, there would have been an explosion. Oh, man. And so eventually after it got its butt beat for about a half hour, it went offline. Huh. So I'm going to switch back to uh, off the screen share now. So what happened was the next day she texts me and, you know, hey, it's Katie, Oak Island. Uh, I see your camera down there and all the debris. And I was like, whoa, Yeah. 
uh, can you send me a picture of it? No, I can't. I don't really have any internet right now. My phone is, you know, the cell signals are down or whatever. I was like, ah, and I go, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's a long shot. But why don't you get on your phone? She had an Android and you can tell when people have an Android and you're on an iPhone because it's not blue. You, you know what I'm talking about when you text the uh, iMessage. But anyhow. Oh, okay. Don't like grandma all the time. Yeah. What? Right. So, <laughs> I wish everybody had an iPhone. But it's got the little ghosting thing, you know, that they're talking to you. Um, I don't have internet, whatever she said. I go, well, look, on your phone's Wi-Fi, see if you see a signal that says HTRK for hurricane track, shortened the, the SSID, right, and a number. And she responded, because text works real quick over even bad cellular. Oh, yeah, I see it. It's her track, whatever. And, oh, wow, it's still alive. It's like still running wow. the, the spot. And I was like, the password is such and such. I mean, I obviously can't tell you guys or everybody. <laughs> <will go> in. <laughs> Katie has it, though. Um, so uh, I sent her the password, and I swear, folks, her day changed because now – she has Verizon LTE broadband and she sends me pictures of the case and she alerts her family and her friends and it made her day, wow. which was good. Wow. Well, I shouldn't say it made her day because unfortunately her car was destroyed in the surge as mm. were hundreds of cars. But honestly, that was remarkable and a huge win for Verizon. Uh, and it was buried under rubble. So she, <laughs> she went down and got the box. She pulled it off the four by four. Uh, Katie's from West Virginia and um, for what it's worth and uh, came to Wilmington and delivered the box to me yesterday. And I went and I cleaned it out and looked at it and nothing. It had about a tablespoon of water in there. Wow. And we're drying it out, and it'll be used again. It was not destroyed. It lives to see another day. Unbelievable. And it's a Nest camera. Yes, it's a Nest camera put inside. And you know what? <laughs> there you go. But the big question is, anybody was her, was her laundry can done? do this. Right. Anybody can do this. And it's not that hard. But what's hard and I've seen other people, the Weather Channel has like this um, storm box, or whatever they call it, that they'll toss to. It's usually close by. Uh, I know Brett's got some stuff he's working on. And the hardest thing, and Brett would tell you, Brett Adair, you know, it's one thing to put it out, you know, uh, 20 feet away from your live shot or whatever. But we want to be able to, and we can, place these around covering hundreds of miles. And you also got to go back and get them. And... The batteries that run these things are $150 a pop. The Verizon is $1,100 a month. And we have 15 of these things. And so, you know, I'm not afraid. To, oh, it's a Nest Cam. And you power it in a box. You seal the box. Put a battery in there in a hot spot. And I say go right ahead. Anybody that wants to do it, the more the better because we can learn more. But I'm not worried about a lot of people doing it and competing with what we're doing because, A, I'm not in a competition with anybody. But it's darn hard. Trust me. Yeah, they're if not. If you want to do it, they're not. Go for it. Mark, who made that uh, camera that sounds again? Awesome. <laughs> Google Nest. Oh, Google hey. All right. Well, hey, that's the sound. It is time for our lightning round. This is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions that we always get to play with our guests. Uh, tonight, uh, we're bringing back a goodie. 
Uh, this is uh, Mark. This is weird things humans search for. Oh, oh, so yeah. weird, Again. weird things humans search for. So this is a card game, and it's really good. It's it's uh, yeah. we've done this a couple times, and and oh, it boy. is really good. So I I pick three cards, and what this is, Mark, th- these are uh, searches, go- like Google searches, yeah. and it's the top ten like Google searches for a particular thing. All you have to do is get one of the top ten, right? And and you you get it. That's all you have to do. And we'll solicit input from uh, our freaks as well. They might be able to help you out. They might not. Uh, but then I'll just come to you, and you can take one of the things they said, or you can come up with your own. It's it's really completely right. up to you. Keyword solicit. <laughs> it's true. Uh, this this might definitely yeah, be a time to word. put the earmuffs earmuffs on the kiddos. Um, <laughs> but we're we're gonna start with the first one, and the the first one is this. So here's the search. I will go. Uh, will I go to hell for blank? Will I go to hell for blank? So people are searching whether or not they're going. Like Google's going to tell them if they're going to go to hell or not. I guess <laughs> Alexa might. <laughs> she might. Hey. So the these Google are the top all. top ten searches of what? What will I go to hell for? What? So MJ, I'm going to start with you to see if you can help Mark out. Uh, what, what do you think people are searching whether they're going to go to hell for or not? Adultery. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. I would have to imagine that's not a good one. But uh, okay, so Dino, was that was that yours? That was mine. He took it. Brady, what about you? You're probably not thinking adultery. You're you're too young. No, I'm thinking more like like killing a bald eagle since they're like endangered. (laughs) Killing bald eagles. Go to hell. Nobody's ever Googled that. I, you know, I That's would it. have to People imagine someone it. maybe People, has. Yeah. The question is, what is that in the top ten? Uh, Maz, right. uh, mm-hmm. will we go to hell for searching for hell on Google? <laughs> on Google, it's <laughs> yeah. a big circle. All right, wow. Mark. I, I would say you could bypass Maz's and <laughs> maybe even Brady's on that. But what, what you, you just have to give me Seriously one of the top friends. ten. One of the top ten. What do you think? Well, since it's twenty twenty. And maybe maybe the, the stats have changed. Um, will I go to hell for not wearing a mask? <laughs> oh, oh, a mask. Now, I will yeah, probably I tell know. you that I don't know when this card game came out, but I would be exactly. willing to bet it right. came out before it's COVID. It's pre-pandemic. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but that, right. that was not in the right. top 10. Oh. So, card so here's game. our top 10. Will COVID-19. I go to hell for smoking <laughs> cigarettes? Right. Divorce. Having a tattoo. Living, living with my boyfriend, lying, eating pork—I'd be screwed. Uh, celebrating Christmas. What? I don't know what that huh? is. Not being baptized, cheating. So there's your. Uh, there you go, MJ and Dina. There you go. There you go. And the last one is swearing. <laughs> oh crap! I would be. Wait, wait, wait. Thanks. There you go, MJ. Thirty-six. I was trying to be funny. I mean. For real, I would have said adultery would have been the top. Yeah, you were funny. You, yes, that, that was that a good was, one. That was, that was funny. <laughs> All right. Um, by the here's way, the next for, one. By the way, for our viewers, those watching us live, unfortunately tonight we're not seeing your comments. So you are you are playing along and keep yeah, doing yeah. that. Yeah, and, and yeah, thank you, them. thanks for saying that. We I always ask people comment. to play along. What? They're I delayed, so we not. Yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. delayed. Okay. Oh. All right. Next one. Here we go. Uh, this is it possible for humans to get blank? 
Is it possible for humans to get blank? Dina, I'm going to start with you. Let's, um, give, let's give Mark some ideas of what people are searching for. If, if is it they, possible they can for probably people to get, get swine flu? Swine flu. Okay. Good one. Brady? I don't know. Webbed feet? Hmm. <laughs> wow. That's a, yes, it okay. is. Brady just <laughs> looked that up last night. That's why it was on the top <laughs> of his head. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, Maz? Shorter. Is it as possible you get, for humans as you get older. to get shorter? shorter. It, it is. It, it is. is? All right. <laughs> MJ. Fleas. Fleas. Oh, God. Is it possible for humans? That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, Mark, so it comes to you. You can take one of those or, or take your own. What uh, what are people searching for? Good luck. Since this was pre-pandemic that these were made, <laughs> I'm going to say they said, is it possible for humans to get COVID-19 from a bat? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Nice. Uh, nice. Possible to get uh, COVID-19 from a bat. And well, Of course, they uh, wouldn't have been COVID-19. It would have been coronavirus. Sure. But, uh, uh, okay. No, but, let's, but uh, let's see what the judges. Judges. For humans to get a virus from an animal. That is correct. That is correct. That is in the top 10. Is really? it possible for humans what? to get ill from pets? There you go. Uh, we'll take I was that. on the right. As a pet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Here's That's the other. Here's the other nine. Is it possible for humans to get worms? Right. Uh, fleas. MJ. There you go. Wow. Superpowers. Hey. All right. Hey. So hey. you know Brady that that and webbed feet that could kind of go together a little <laughs> right. bit. Maybe. Aquaman. Uh, yeah. Is it possible for humans to get stuck during intercourse? <laughs> oh God. Oh. Uh, is it uh, or? <laughs> Nobody doing that not anymore. Not the KY. Is it possible for humans to get pregnant from animals? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Who looks for this? Uh, then there's ear mites. Top ten. There's ear mites. There's wings. So we're it's getting close planet. to your web feet again, uh, Brady. Oh God! Is it possible? People. And here's the other way around. Is it possible to get animals pregnant? And uh, oh, is, it, God. is it possible to get rabies? There's the top ten. Okay. Can we flag them? All we right, we got one more. Okay. One more. Uh, you ready, Mr. Mark? Uh, the last one is: Do you have to be over eighteen to buy blank? So people ah. uh, are searching what they can yes. buy for. Uh, yes, do you have to be me. over eighteen to buy blank? Uh, Brady, what are people Condoms. searching? Condoms. Okay. Ah, I was gonna say that. Damn. Maz? Uh adult magazines. Okay. Uh, uh MJ. Uh porn was mine, but you've gotten all of them so far, MJ. <laughs> you guys, what yeah. you guys oh, got wow. naughty? You're thinking naughty well, stuff. That's the naughty. You're know. very naughty. Naughty, naughty about fleas. Fleas. Do you have to be over 18 to buy fleas? <laughs> was that your No, I said what was not anyway, oh, okay. whatever. Okay. So Keep no going. Reason. I don't have okay. another. Uh, Dina, what, Dina? It was the condoms. Help oh, Mark. Okay. So, yeah. Mark, uh, take one of those or take your own. What do you got? Um, staying with the pandemic theme. <laughs> <laughs> People were asking on Google, do you have to be over 18 to buy hydroxychloroquine? Oh, oh there you go. Nice. That, is, that is very good. But it um, unfortunately, that's drugs, not in the top 10. Drugs. Ooh, oh, drugs. Uh, drugs. Drugs, drugs. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. go no on that one. Wow, uh, that is yeah. no. So here, here's your top ten. Uh, do you have to be over eighteen to buy condoms? There you go. Bitcoin, oh. lube, Maz. There you go. 
Uh, <laughs> good, call, man. good call, man. A lighter, a pregnancy test, a vape, Plan B. What is that? Do you have to be over 18 to buy Plan B? It's the, it's the, that's the bad pill. Yeah. Oh, it's so that, that's not a drug. Emergency. Yeah, it's emergency. emergency. So that's drugs. I'm, I'm going to give that to you. So, Mara, I'm giving you that's drugs. Yeah. Uh, last two rolling papers and vitamins. Like Flintstone. Like, do you have to be over 18 to buy Flintstone vitamins? I don't know. Yeah, I think I guess. All right. So, uh, Mr. Suddeth, great job. Well done. Thank you. Well done. So, uh, do us a favor here uh, before we head to break. Tell uh, tell our listeners and viewers how how can they find you on social media and find your Patreon, all that good stuff. Yes. uh, The brand is Hurricane Track. Hurricane T-R-A-C-K. That's the logo there. Easy to find. Twitter, I'm most active on Twitter, at Hurricane Track, YouTube as well. I need to do more with Facebook, but I'm only one guy. And it's patreon.com slash Hurricane Track, or just go to hurricanetrack.com. 20 years old now, the website. 21 years old now. Man. That's it. Wow. Cool. Well, that's good. All Thank right. You. Well, hey, I, I uh, believe it's, uh, it's go ahead. It's time to take our final break. And uh, we're going to be right back with uh, Brady's segment. Yeah. And our hashtag weather fools. So stay tuned. All right. This is Josh Morgerman, better known as Hurricane Man, and you're listening to Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon tonight. We don't get pulled again. Yeah, we're at time to settle. One of the favorite times that we get to kind of make fun of people. It's the hashtag weather pools segment in our show. And it's the time where, you know, now nowadays, even um, the last few years, we've had good uh, cameras on our phones, and we catch people doing stupid things in weather. So this is a time where we can kind of uh, not only educate you and have a good laugh, like we've been talking about, but maybe uh, you know tell you not to do these stupid at things. other so people's Phil, expense. Yes, yeah, at other people's expenses. You know, <laughs> uh, so Phil, you've got a couple of them, right? Uh, I've I've got three of them tonight. First one I'm going to start off uh, comes from Twitter, Mister Reed Timmer. And I, I'm, I'm going to cuss a little bit, so put put the uh, put the ear earmuffs on, people. This is the worst. This is a hailstorm. Uh, everybody is blocking the damn overpass, right? No one can get by it. Stop it! That's illegal. And I tell you, if if you, if you are ever in front of me when I come up on this. I'm gonna plow right into the back end of your car. I'm gonna get out with and I'm with a glove on, and I'm gonna pound your windshields <laughs> and everything else if you're not gonna move for me, because that is ridiculous. That's pretty That's crazy. Wow, that is ridiculous. So get out from under the overpasses during a hailstorm. That was awful. Uh, unless violent, you are off to the side. If you are off to the side and off the road, then I don't care. But don't block the lanes of traffic. Because yeah. I don't want my car to get... Well, then Let's look at the damn out. weather, you freak. Yeah. Okay, so you know not to be driving during... Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Only we had really a way to know what was going to happen. Yeah. 
All right, next one uh, comes from Ed Piotrowski uh, on his Twitter. And oh, this good. is a video of Garden City. And this is, uh, this is a car driving through flooded waters that, of course, ends up stalling. So someone's up in their wow. uh, apartment, and the streets are flooded, and, and they're what filming the a car there that is go. going, 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 and then it stops, it. right? Because it, it, it stalled the car. Oh, I didn't know that happened on a flooded road. Yeah, my dad had a word for that when I grew up. It's two words, logical consequences. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Just, okay. I, I mean, how many of those do we have to do before people finally realize that when the storm front freaks, they, they turn around and don't happen to them, I guess. Jeez. All right, and this is the best one. I just saw this today. Uh, this was from Twitter as well. And oh, this is, oh, yeah. I don't know if this is Spain or where this is. I forget where, but it's it's overseas, not here. But this is a video of a water spout. And look at everybody on the beach. Everybody on look the beach watching this. And, and I'm going to let this thing play out. Yes, um, I know. This, this is incredible. This you tweeted this because earlier. The water spout, folks, is a tornado. It just happens to be over water until right. it becomes over land. And then it becomes a freaking tornado. <laughs> Oh, and man. and look at it's like it's already on the beach and watch when it gets on the shore Run, watch these trees running. watch the trees and watch it pick up the sand uh because then you will all of a sudden realize and there's still people like look there at are, them yeah they're, they're right still there. Kind of there running around moving around oh, there it goes. Oh, it takes oh my gosh and that is a freaking tornado, folks. Sandblast. So, do you know what they call that there? I saw it on the original tweet. They call that a sea trumpet. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, it's wow. potentially killing people, so it's yeah. a killing oh. sea trumpet. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> do you know and then look behind it. It almost looks like a blue sky behind it. Like right. it, yeah. it, there was one oh, part where it Nice oh. vortex. That's you know, what that. You know, the best part of this is they shot it wide. Right. Yeah. Right. They and so, you know, so, so here's the thing. Um, I, cause I'll, I'll say this, you know, this, the, I want to go back and I'm going to pause. I'm, I'm going to pause it because there, there's got to be bodies flying around in that vortex somewhere. Well, when it hits the, the trees beach. right out of the ground. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure. It, so we'll, we'll have that on the show. That's next, incredible. But, yeah. I, you tweeted that earlier. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah, the original awesome. tweet from Spain or whatever says sea trumpet. I'm like, what? I've never <laughs> heard of that. Sea trumpet oh, is Spanish for weather fools. Or Italy or whatever, right. Yeah. All right, MJ, you have a viewer, weather fools. Yeah, so um, Alamode checked in and says, Storm Freaks, uh, here's a weather fool for you. This was taken on from uh, at B Gray WX's Twitch stream. <laughs> and uh, it's people drinking beer and playing in the rip currents and waves of uh, Isaias. And Perfect. I know I saw a couple of those where they're just are out in these incredible waves with these incredible rip currents from the from the storm, and they're just out like it's a nice day to play in the water. Well, so uh, that's thanks, what thanks they're doing. Bud. Thanks to Bud splashing around, you know. Splashing around. <laughs> just splashing, oh, yeah, yeah. Just splashing right. around. Yeah, exactly. Well, this kind of goes off. I have one. This kind of goes off one of Phil's. And um, so this, you see the end result 
And mm. this is a woman who drove around a barricade. And I've seen this in real life. Like I've seen people drive around barricades and then get stuck. And I don't understand it. But, you know, look at her car. It's like at a 45 degree angle, stuck in water. And I'm like, what were you thinking? Smart. There's your car. It's done. Like what, what goes on in people's heads to think, oh, uh, I'm just going to drive around. Yeah. Look, here it is again. Oh my gosh. It's tipped. Yep. Tipped right. I mean, and that, the that's the problem. You're, the not only can your car stall, but you can't see the road where it stops and ends no. and all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I always think the best, the best rule of thumb is if you can't see the lines on the road, it's too deep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> good. That is that's that's a good exactly one. right. Yes. All right. So I think that's all of our weather fools. So if you want to look at these again, especially that incredible one, Phil uh, showed it's episode 111 show notes. Yeah. Check out the website uh, or a lot of times the podcast app that you're listening to us on. Uh, in the details. Yeah, you can you can check out the show notes. Okay, uh, tonight we got Brady on, so we've got the uh, unnamed Brady segment. It's just Brady segment, so we're bringing that back again. Uh, Brady, hey, what's up, Brady's guys? Uh, so, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. All right, hey, what's up, guys? So this is gonna be Brady's segment now. <laughs> you, you've been on the show for like an hour problems, now. I don't know, Matt. Yeah. I don't know if you can still see my screen share here, but it's uh, my computer's kind of freaking out here. So I'm gonna do my best to to work with this. But essentially, this segment is I go look on the internet, and essentially I look for videos or tweets or whatever to essentially find videos that deal with weather. And then I play about maybe five or 10 seconds of each video. And then I ask the freaks what they think comes next. The segment has been aptly named by myself right now, what comes next. So real quick, I'm gonna show you guys. All right, so here we are. As you can see here, this is courtesy State Bank, Parkersville, Iowa, May 25th, 2008. This was from the Weather Channel. Now, whenever you see a house just kind of sitting there with trees in the background starting to blow, it's a little suspicious why the Weather Channel is showing it. I'm going to pause it right there, guys. What do you think happens next to this house? I, no I know exactly what happens next. Off, right? well, what happens? I, I know what happens next. It's A, a tornado is going to hit it. Yeah, it's got to be a direct hit. Okay, yep, let's see. see. I remember this. Wicked Witch of the West is going to go riding her bike right by the... Like, yes, you can, see, you can see here the trees are starting to blow. The sky is getting a Whoa, little bit darker. And you can see a flash actually there. Light up the house. Here it comes. Debris start to fall from the sky. And that it house, it, it, uh, it's done. There here goes, it goes the roof. Oh. There goes the roof. There it goes. goes. The second roof and everything goes oh. dark. That house is gone. What what kind of camera? camera? What kind of camera was just constantly on a building like that? It didn't move. It didn't move at all. You know know what it looked like? If you guys remember those old like 1950 films of of model houses when they blow up an atomic bomb. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like. Was that a NASA camera? Right. I did not look like a nice camera, that's for sure. All right, so for our next video here, we have a plane taking off with, uh, you can see some dark clouds in the background. It's a little suspicious, right? Because there's maybe a storm around, we don't know, and it looks like they're flying directly into oh, some sort scary. of dark cloud here. Oh, boy. Okay. So this plane's taking off. I'm going to pause it right here, and what happens next? Lightning. 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 Yeah. Lightning. Yeah. You guys think lightning? What do you guys think yeah. lightning? 
I think lightning because I, I it hope, says that I, on the thing oh there. I, I don't want to see. <laughs> oh, look. I don't want to see anything else. That's why I no, hope that's it's right. Just me either. There's okay. a lot of water molecules. The plane is right there. A bit of a dark cloud. First of all, I don't really know why someone's filming this plane taking off. Right. And they oh. kind of cut. Now the plane's a little oh. bit farther away, and you can see flying into what looks like a heavy rainstorm and starts to kind of disappear from the screen. My God, why are they still filming this? Right, there it was. Right, yeah, right was. through the plane, and the plane just keeps on going like nothing happened, and it just disappears into the rain. So that didn't go through the plane. Never to That's be right. perspective. Watch. You'll see it in slow That's motion. That's how here. eyesight works. No, just wait. Like a portal. You'll, you'll see it <laughs> yeah. here. I think, it, I think, I think it's it a weird to perspective. It yeah. Here it comes. Here, yeah, here it comes. Yeah, watch. It goes right through. Look at that. It goes right. Oh. It's oh, the yeah, it almost, okay. Literally I actually looked it up. Uh, that planes are designed for lightning to travel through them like that. So around um, them, though. around them, yeah, right. Now, now, essentially, guys, the final video here comes. Uh, this, this, I think this was out of Spain or France. It looks like it looks like uh, the winds are kicking up on the beach, and there's some cars and people standing around. <laughs> um, maybe, a, maybe a little bit of a, a water spout or something coming off, you guys. What do you think right there. I, I think it's I think it's a, a sea trumpet that turns into a sea trombone. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's a pretty good guess. Guys, I know we've already seen this video. I, I uh, it's, still it's unlucky incredible. that we played the same video, but to be honest, it's worth the watch again. Sure, I mean, reverse landscaping. That's yeah. the same video we watched. Yeah. That stump, tornado re stump removal right there, ripping havoc. You can actually hear in the audio. You hear car alarms going off like crazy because right. oh, sure. I'm sure it's cars left and right. Um, so just just pretty incredible stuff there. So um, did they get an EF yeah. rating on that? I don't. <laughs> I mean, I think it just happened. I mean, this tweet was August 5th, so it just happened. And I'm assuming it happened overseas. I don't know. I, I haven't seen anything do, on do that. They don't have that, the do you think that could have lift? Spain. Do you think that could have lift, lifted anybody up? The metric system. Do you think that? Oh, yeah. Most yeah. People? Trees out of the ground. Yeah. yeah. Could have tossed people around. You can actually hear people scream, too, in the audio, too, as it comes on shore. People are like, ah, you can hear so the little. The stereo little. goes left to right and then yeah. left to right again and then left to right again. And then <laughs> yep. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna have all of those videos on our show one one one, show one eleven, show notes on your favorite podcast app or on stormfrontfreaks.com. That was what comes next, guys. Phil, back to you. All right. Well, thanks for giving it a title, Brady. Uh, I was <laughs> waiting for that. So, all right, coming up. Postcard, drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. It's time for the freak fan box, MJ. All right, the Freak Fan Box is feeling the love these past couple of weeks after a bit of a dry spell last time. So thank you, everybody, for coming through for us. <laughs> Thanks for so, uh, our, begging, our begging. Yes, that's right. So Paige checked in on Twitter and says, just listen to Ginger Z on the Stormfront Freaks podcast, and I feel so inspired I have chills. So, and the hashtag women in science. So thank you, Paige. We absolutely love having Ginger on the show. She is a great yeah. role model and She's a great wonderful. guest. She's been on what two or three times? Twice. Two. Twice. Two. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. And uh, let's see. Cordy Jordison from Instagram checked in, says, Good episode. Uh, being in a hurricane is high on my bucket list. <laughs> but Cody, just be careful because you've heard from uh, both Brett and Mark how harrowing an experience that can be. So just be careful. Yeah, you think you're you do. doing it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a bad idea. 
And uh, Matthew Harding uh, tweeted to us, it's a podcast watching listening day in the office. I didn't know you get those in the office. Oh, yeah, I want one of those. Yeah. <laughs> As I get some inspiration for an upcoming endeavor, enjoying listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast and Phil. Uh, yeah. Love the okay. interviews. <laughs> yeah. Love, love the interviews and flow of the show. Keep up the good work. And Thanks. yeah, thank you. And Matthew followed up with a, and the production is very good. Love the raw show too. Good oh. job. I got to tell you, Phil, you do have a good voice. I'm just you saying. do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised there was none like about Maz striking good looks though. I I, 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 it's surprising. <laughs> yes. He listens. So, he listens. But yeah, thank, thank you, Matthew. And please continue everyone to check in with us and leave us comments, suggestions, whatever you got. On Twitter, we're at Stormfront Freak. On Facebook, add the S to get Stormfront Freaks. Uh, or on the web at stormfrontfreaks.com. That's the Freak Fan Box. Awesome. All right. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, as MJ said, we, we appreciate your reviews and your feedback. He gave you uh, all the details where that can be. You can also send us an email if you want to do it that way. Questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. Uh, otherwise, follow those uh, social media tags uh, MJ talked about. And and if it's good, we'll, we'll put you on the show. And if it's bad, we probably won't. But we'll <laughs> it, right? you never know. We'll still uh, and, and don't forget to subscribe. If you love the show, guys, uh, it's simple to subscribe. Usually the podcast app you're listening to or if you're watching us on YouTube or whatever, uh, there's usually a subscribe or a follow button. And, and all you do is you click that. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And it just guarantees you that the next time we release a new episode, you're going to get it the minute it gets released. Uh, you don't have to wait or, or anything uh, like anybody else. So don't forget to do that. I do want to give a, a special shout out and thanks to our guest tonight, Mark Suddeth. Yeah. Uh, so Mark, yeah, uh, great job. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, it's great having you back on, and, and we'll definitely do this again. Good luck uh, with with all your endeavors, and thank and can't you. Wait, can't wait to watch the new show. Yeah. Um, our Tomorrow next night. episode, yeah, our next episode of Stormfront Freaks, we're going to be recording live on YouTube, Facebook, and on uh, Periscope or Twitter. Um, it's going to be on Thursday, August twentieth, so we're a biweekly show. So in two weeks, uh, it's going to be at nine o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock Central. And listen to this. We're, we're going to be having a special Storm Chasers roundtable. Uh, we've got Aussie Daniel Shaw, Picos Hank Shima, oh, and wow. Michael Binsky uh, are all wow. going to be on, awesome. uh, as well as our own uh, Greg Johnson uh, will be there too. So we're going to have a great Chasers roundtable, and we're going to play some, some stupid games. And, and, of course, we'll probably be drinking. So it, it, should, it should be a good one. It should be a hootenanny, right? Uh, but, uh, but for MJ, Maz, Dina, Brady, and for Mark, uh, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear. And uh, we'll catch you guys all next time. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive Storm Chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.